joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and I'm your host for Live Joy, Share Joy. And today, we are going to talk about a topic that is actually very dear to my heart, and that is the topic of wounds. We all have them. Now, sometimes we try to think that we don't have them, or we try to convince ourselves that we don't have them. But the reality is, friends, we all have wounds in our lives. And what we have learned as Christians is that the only way to ultimately heal these wounds is through Jesus Christ. I have invited my very special friend, Jeff Meyer, to come in and talk to us about wounds because he is such an amazing person. And this is something he's probably dealt with as well. So, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. you you've never had a wound, have you? Mm, no, not today. <laughs> we, well, when you and I were talking about doing this, that was one of the things I said to you was, we all have a wound. Yep. And you said, yep, absolutely. Yep. Or multiple wounds. Yeah, so yeah. let's let's give people a little bit of interview. I know I've had you on the show before, but they may not have heard that show. So just give us a little background about you and how you got to Bemidji, sure. how you even have experienced some wounds in your life. Well, I, um, I'm a 22-year Army veteran, and after retiring from the Army, I went to work flying uh, EMS helicopters. And that's how I got to Bemidji, was flying the, the Sanford EMS helicopter, so... Then I retired out of aviation uh, in 2018 and went back to school in January of 2019 to get my degree in social work so I could be the uh, mental health professional that I aspire to be today. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, which puts me in all kinds of contact with um, mental and emotional wounds. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's there's some days when you get done at the end of the day and it's it's almost like looking around a um, after a battle, um, except instead of open bleeding, screaming and hollering, you've got people in pain because of mental and emotional wounds. Yeah. Well, and you and I have often talked about that sometimes the emotional wounds are actually more difficult than the physical wounds just because of the way they impact us. Oh, especially if you've got, if you've been, well, guys in particular and, and, and maybe people with backgrounds similar to mine, like my family avoided emotions. And so to identify an emotion or identify where you're experiencing that emotional pain at is, can become even more difficult if you're not used to naming your emotion, right. if you're not used to experiencing that emotion or being open with that emotion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, you know, everybody is, and, and I, I go back to uh, guys, again, are very comfortable with the anger emotion, but it's, that's really just a surface. That's just a signal saying, hey, there's something wrong. There's right. something going on below the surface. Yeah. And so when you're not used to reflecting on your emotions, what's going on, why am I angry, that kind of thing, you're not used to asking those questions. Then it becomes very difficult to figure out why am I in pain? You know, why am I feeling like this? Why am I down? Why do I not want to get out of bed in the morning? Why don't I want to do anything? Right. Well, and what I love that you're bringing up is if we are raised this way, to not talk about them, or if they come up, it's either avoided or, oh, no, we don't talk about those things. Right. There's an element of shame yep. that comes in or a sense of, oh, I did something wrong because I had an emotion. Um, Hello? Yeah, there's a huge element of stigma to it. And um, and unfortunately, the worst part or the the, the hottest part of the stigma or, or the shame or whatever, it comes from oftentimes within our own families. Mm-hmm. You know, those that are closest to us don't want to, you know, and I don't know. I think my excuse is that my family just didn't know how to 
talk about it. And so we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so if you never learn how to have those conversations, if you never learn how to dig out and, and, and understand your emotions uh, on a deeper level, you're going to become an adult when raising kids and not teaching your kids how to have those difficult conversations and dig Absolutely. Well, and one thing that you and I know is that once you have an open wound, things just keep piling up in that wound and yeah. it just starts compounding the problem. What are some of the impacts we see when people have wounds and they are not dealing with them? That, my goodness gracious, we could get a, a, a bucket and fill it up with paper scraps full of all the different things and just dump it out. Um, there's, there's no... There's no number uh, that you can attach to it. I mean, they come in all shapes and sizes and stuff. You know, your big ones, um, anxiety is going to be a big one. It's going to materialize. And um, so our, our, our mental and emotional wounds are a lot like uh, a physical wound. You know, if we don't treat them, if we don't get them healed up, stitched up and stuff, other stuff goes on. And so anxiety is a big one. Um, depression is another big one. Um, depending on the wound, depending on what, what you experience, you might have guilt, you might have uh, just, sh- like you brought it up earlier, there's just a sheer shame um, that comes from having this wound or, or, or thinking that I am somehow not mentally um, right, yeah. you know, or I'm not mentally the same as somebody else, you know, the people I'm working with or something. So it, all that gets turned inward then, which just propound or, or well, aggravates it just the exacerbates whole everything for people. And I think one of the things that I've really been thinking about as I was praying into this program is that we all have wounds and it is so easy to get caught up in this. We make up, oh, so and so doesn't have anything, or, or my situation is so much worse than this person. And in reality, a wound is a wound is a wound. They mm-hmm. are once we have them, and where I often notice this, wounded people hurt others. When we are wounded, there is a uh, we can tend to hurt others, yeah. intentionally or unintentionally. Yep. Because if we're not right in spirit, we're not right in our emotional and mental health. It's very easy to hurt others, right? Yep, very easy. And uh, I don't know. If, I think I'm okay in saying that a lot of that comes from how we process our own wound. Um, so for instance, somebody hurts me, um, mentally, physically or whatever. And I just take that and I turn that inside, you know, I, I turn it internally to myself. And so the first thing I want to do is I want to, I'm probably going to be angry about it. And that's not an issue in and of itself. The problem becomes I carry it over to the next day and then the next day and the next day. And I never get around to processing the actual wound, I never get around to actually forgiving the person that hurt me. And when that happens, now we leave the root of bitterness to grow in there. And that is a nasty son of a gun to get rid of. Um, That bitterness, first of all, it affects us. And then it goes like a ripple. It just goes out. And everybody you're affected with, every relationship and everything else. And, uh, and then that becomes very, very difficult to get on top of and eradicate. Yeah, well, one of the things I was, as I was reading the word 
prepping for this conversation, Jeremiah just constantly sticks out to me. And I don't know if it's just that there's guy. something. I That guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I want to I just, um, Jeremiah seventeen fourteen. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved. For you are my praise. Now, Amen. this was probably the nearly emphatic version, of course, not the King James, <laughs> as you and I talk. I actually almost just did all King James, just in honor of you for oh, today. Wow. But <laughs> that's Thank kind you. of, for friends, for you of listening, this is sort of our little yes. our little thing back and forth. Um, the bottom line is, I, I, I love, I so love what he speaks to about the Lord and his healing. And... It's so interesting because in Jeremiah 33, 6, he says, Behold, I will bring to it health and healing, and I will heal them and reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security. And one of the biggest things I notice when people have these wounds is we start to feel insecure. Insecure and isolated. Isolated. And then we start comparing ourselves to others. And you see the rabbit trail that just starts. And the next thing we know, hello. Here we are. Yep. Now we're in a deep, dark hole, and we don't know how to get out of it. Amen. And you and I, we know the answer, of course, is the Lord. That's it. Yeah. So the other thing I was thinking about that I had made a note about is when we think about these wound fields, the bitterness, I I love what you're speaking to about that. And I started like grouping things, but hopelessness, betrayal, and abandonment. When I think about those three things. Do all roads lead to that? I, as I was thinking about, ultimately, is that those, those are the three main Those three roads would definitely lead to bitterness, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. absolutely. The Bible even speaks about that. Um, you know, they all have, um, bitterness all has uh, an aspect that comes from all three of those, um, especially betrayal. And that's such an easy one to identify um, because anytime we're in any kind of a relationship, whether it's a work relationship or an intimate relationship with another uh, partner or, or whatever, you know, the relationship I have with my water bottle and the thing knocks over and all the water spills out, I feel betrayed. My water bottle has just done something against me, yeah. you know, or the other person has done something against me. That betrayal is a big um, aspect of it. And, um, and it is such a, a, a quick side road over to bitterness. Um, it's just, um, it's just mind boggling sometimes, but, um, yeah. And it, 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 I think it goes back to what you, it started to talk about and I, I think we got sidetracked, but anyway, um, but when we talk about those, those wounds and everything, it's, there's more than just the, there's more than just the physical and the mental healing that has to take place. You know, if we're going to go back to reclaiming the joy we have in our have the third component that spiritual healing has to take place yes amen and when you speak about the spiritual healing what kept popping for me see isn't it funny fascinating you said oh we're kind of getting off track and i was thinking well i actually thought we were kind of going exactly where we're supposed to go but this is fascinating about how our brains work right like i love this and this is what makes the world go right i love this and when you were talking about that spiritual healing what i just kept seeing was the other s which of course is sin that when we have sin or when we have things that get in the way of our relationship with the Lord, that gets in the way of the spiritual healing. Yep. And what's fascinating about wounds is who really ultimately is responsible for taking care of them and acknowledging them. I mean, that's a great question, isn't it? That is a great question. Because... Do you have a great answer? Well, I'm not <laughs> sure I do, but this is, to me, it's part of this conversation, which is, if someone does something to me, mm-hmm. and I am wounded, 
Whose responsibility is it to address the wound? Well, it's you as the individual certainly has responsibilities in there. Now, does that mean that retribution belongs to you or any kind of revenge? Because that's the first place most people want to go. Is, I'm going to get back at them. I'm going to hurt them. And that's, Wounded that's how, people that's, hurt others. That's how guys fight. I'm going to hurt you hurt worse than, than, than you have hurt me so that you don't get back up and fight more. Yeah. Um, but what do you do with that? How do you do that? I'm going to um, give you a little more time to think about this answer because we're going to take a break because I think we're onto something here. Whose responsibility is it to deal with their wounds? We're going to take a brief pause. We are speaking with Jeff Meyer. We're talking all about wounds and yes, joy, because there is joy when we heal our wounds. This is Deborah Gregor. Live joy, share joy. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors, Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi, and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. I am always looking for guests who may be interested in joining me for our program. If you or someone you know has a testimony of how God is working in his or her life, I'd love to hear from you. I have an interest form on my website at lifefulofjoy.com that you can fill out and submit to me. We are often booking shows out two to three months in advance, so please be patient as we go through our interest forms. Shine your light to the Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe. Personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy-filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W-E-I-G-H-S, or call me today at 218-368-4911. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Jeff Meyer. We are talking all about wounds and how we find joy. And walking into the break, we literally hit on a question that had sort of a profound impact, which is whose responsibility is it to heal the wound? And Jeff, I I mean, I gave you 90 seconds. Was that enough time? Yeah, no, (laughs) profound is the right word for that. That was, it was a good one. Um, And it's a great question. You know, who is responsible for those wounds? The reality is that we are each one only responsible for ourselves, right? I mean, if if we look at it, um, let's look at it from a social work perspective. Who are we responsible to change? Can I change you or can I change Philip? You know, I can't change anybody other than myself. And I can't want something for somebody else more than they want it for themselves. 
And so that's the, you know, unfortunately, that's the reality of it. And so that's kind of what needs to happen when we, when we are interacting with, uh, with folks with wounds. We have to, one of the things that we have to do is be on the lookout. Are they taking responsibility for that wound? Even the ones that hurt, you know, sometimes we do hurt ourselves. I get that. But um, when somebody hurts us, the tendency is to isolate ourselves from everything else so we don't get hurt again more. And rather than looking inward and going, okay, now I'm wounded. Now what do I do? Let's take some steps. Let's take responsibility. Let's start working on healing. I mean, if I've got a six-inch gash on my arm, I'm not just going to stand there and and try to hide in the closet so I don't get my other arm hurt. I'm going to go out and take steps to get it fixed. I'm going to wrap some duct tape around it. I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to get it stitched up. I'm going to do something, right? And our, our spiritual wounds are the same way. Yeah, amen. And the beautiful thing is that we have Jesus Christ. Like, this is the whole thing that ultimately, yes, we have to take a responsibility, but we know who we can go to to who help is us the ultimate in healer. the yep. healing. Yep. I was just, um, Psalm uh, 107 and verse 20, he sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Because what do wounds do? They destroy. They destroy. Wounds destroy. Yeah. And I think we all know, anybody listening that has a wound, you know that sometimes they have been self-inflicted mm-hmm. because of dis- choices or decisions we've made. There are also wounds that sometimes it has been someone else who did something. We have a choice in number one, how to respond, but we also have a choice to seek healing. Mm-hmm. And that is the, for me, that's the ultimate is that if we can show, I am going to heal, I'm going to invite the Lord in to assist in this healing isn't that the ultimate? No. What's the ultimate? No. So the ultimate is getting on the other side of that and seeing what God has done. So God can use those wounds to draw us closer to himself. He can use those wounds to make himself real to us. Yes. How many, how many Christians do we know that God, you know, God is just some, some whatever, illusory figure that, um, you know, he's just not real. There's not a, an experiential knowledge of God. You know, they don't have a certainty of his presence. You know, they, they don't spend any time in prayer. So that's one of the things that, you, that God can use those wounds for is to make himself real in your life. Oh, my gosh. Jeff, I am so loving this. We actually interviewed another guest, and that was almost verbatim from her mouth. It took me to have all these wounds and to go literally to the pit, if you will, for God to make himself real to me. And she said it wasn't until I prayed yep. for him to make himself real to me that yeah. I could actually see it. Yeah, yeah. You hit on something there. Yeah, and, you know, and, and then there is just a, you know, it's a, it's a basic concept, I guess. I, I don't know how else to say it, but, it, you know, it's just taking responsibility for ourselves. And when God sees that, you know, a lot of times, I, I, maybe I better not say a lot of times, but I know it's been true in my life, um, there are times when God is simply waiting for me to take responsibility and commit that time, commit the energy, commit the whatever to him to get this situation taken care of. Yeah. Let's talk about the relationship with freedom, responsibility, and boundaries. How do those three things work together? That's a big, another big question. I'm asking you a lot of big questions today. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't prepare any notes or anything. We don't need so. notes for this. Just right, invite we'll just the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Let's invite the Holy Spirit into this because Perfect. I do feel like 
one of the things when we do take responsibility for those wounds and we invite the Lord in, he's revealing himself to us, he's showing us that importance, we get more freedom in Christ. Absolutely. Well, and you, you said something that, that um, caught my attention, and that was the boundaries. So when we decide to take responsibility um, for our wounds, we start establishing boundaries. And our boundaries can take all manner, of, and, and they have all manner of, of, of aspects to them. They can be our, our attitude, our behavior, um, you know, how we manage relationships. All that goes towards, um, towards boundaries. And within our boundaries, we have that freedom. You know, within, um, I heard, man, who told me this analogy? It was, um, anyway, it's, it's likened to the dog in your backyard. You know, I've got a fenced-in backyard, and inside the fence, the dog's got complete freedom to do whatever he wants to. Maybe it's a poor analogy for what we're talking about <laughs> when we're talking about freedom. But as soon as he gets outside of that, of that fenced yard, that's when problems happen, right? And, and so when we take charge of our, we take responsibility for our wounds, and we say, okay, first thing I want to do is, this is not me. I didn't hurt myself. This is a, a test and or a trial, and absolutely, positively, the first thing that needs to happen is you have to, anytime you're, you're dealing with this kind of a, a test or a situation, the first thing you want to do is examine yourself. Do I have unconfessed sin in my life that's keeping me separated from God and hearing from God? And all you've got to do is ask him, and he is really good at saying, yes, as a matter of fact, you've been lying about this, so confess it and get it straight. Let's reestablish our fellowship. But the very next thing that's going to happen is you have to not carry that anger over to the next day. You have to take steps to biblically forgive the person that hurt you. And if you can biblically forgive them and, 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 and exercise forgiveness, I think that's the best way because it is kind of a process and it's, a, it's every day you have to, you know, put it down. It's not I forgive you. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about you. We're going to make it just like God forgives us. We're going to make it as if it never happened before, right? That's, that's biblical forgiveness. But it also eliminates that bitterness that we talked about earlier. And that is the, I'm, I'm seeing that as the biggest hindrance to healing is we get a hold of or that bitterness takes root, and it just keeps us from, from claiming the joy that God it, claim, it, it prevents us from getting that full spiritual healing. It prevents us from seeing clearly um, what we need to do to achieve that healing yeah. and achieving that joy and achieving that freedom yeah. that Absolutely. God has for us. You well, know? it just reminds me of unconfessed sin just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it actually, for me, it, it keeps expanding the wound. This is why if oh, we don't deal with yeah. those roots, yep. all these little things just keep coming up. But we can start getting into those roots. And that's where... These, these betrayals, right, and the, the abandonment, like those are these big, huge wound fields that we sometimes have to do a lot of work on, right? It's not like you just yeah. do one thing and it's one and no. done. It doesn't usually work that way. The Bible uses the word diligent when it comes to dealing with bitterness. You have to be diligent. I mean, you have to take it to the cross and nail it to the cross every single day. Um, and I've, I'll speak from personal experience. I've got a, pers- a couple of areas 
um, that I hold on to bitterness in. Every single day before I start my day, I have to nail it to the cross, and I have to plead the blood of Christ to, to wash me of that bitterness. Because if I don't, it just affects the rest of the day. It affects me personally. It affects how I interact with other people. It affects, it affects how I read my Bible. Yeah. You know? It yeah. affects my relationship with God himself. Absolutely. As you're speaking, it, it occurs to me that we're probably just making assumptions here, but being in prayer and being in the Word— are two critical things Absolutely. in dealing yeah. with wounds. You know, we're just making it, we're making those assumptions, but we shouldn't make those assumptions. No, and I don't, I don't think it's a, so much of an assumption. Um, I, I don't think we could, I don't think we'd spend more than a couple of minutes finding research to support that, um, you know, how that forgiveness, um, I mean, it promotes, just the act of forgiveness itself promotes physical and mental well-being. We know from the Bible that it promotes spiritual well-being. So that's integral to that. And, um, yeah, you know, going forward, it, it, you have to have that component in there. And you, the, the praying and the, and, the, um, and the Bible reading itself, how, we, how do we hear from God? Well, through his word. And so if we're not speaking and we're not communicating with God, you're not going to grow resilience. You're not going to develop that, 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 that inner strength that, that helps you to bounce back from these wounds. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And it just, the wound lies there and lays open and, and stuff, and it never closes up properly. It never heals properly and stuff. And, and you wind up being left without any strength, without any resilience, without any, you know, not able to hit the, um, manage or, or survive the next wound that comes at you because guess what? There's another one right around the corner. Yes. You know, if you haven't been wounded today, guess what? It's, it's coming. There's Absolutely. another one coming. And so. he does this to reveal himself to us. Absolutely. There's, there's so many yeah. cool things about it. I would be remiss if we didn't also touch on us being able to work on our wounds also allows us to serve others. And one of the things oh, I, I wow. often feel like is, and I know this could be a whole other show, but you know, Jesus had a healing ministry. That's mm-hmm. what he did. He went out town to town to town, healed. I mean, that was what he did. And I feel like it's so important for us to set that example. I know we're not going to have time to, to talk through it, but I just feel it's important to acknowledge it. It is, yeah. I think you, uh, I think you hit on a very, very um, good point right there um, that you have to acknowledge it. That, yeah, I don't know how to say it any better. <laughs> I think you said it pretty good right there. So, <laughs> Well, it's important because I feel like sometimes that gets lost. Yeah, it does. It does get lost in the shuffle. And, and God is able, to, for me, you know, just being able to see the work that God does and how we can take, we can take the experience and then we can turn around and we can help others. You know, that's one of the big things in the Bible. That, that why, do, why do bad things happen to good people? One of the reasons is so we can take that experience and we can turn around and we can help the person next to us. Amen. God has another person who's already hurting, who's already suffering, almost exactly the way you were. So you can come alongside and go, here's what happened. Here's what God showed me. Here's how God helps me to come through this. And so yes. now we can partner up with that other person, temporary partnership, whatever. But you're helping, you're comforting them. And Absolutely. So God... You take the comfort that God has given you, turn around and use it with somebody else. Amen. Yeah. That's the way he designed it. Yeah. It's so beautiful. 
Jeff, I just want to thank you so much for coming in to talk today. Like we could go on and on, right? <laughs> yeah, you this and is I like, could. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big topic, right? I just want to thank you. We knew our, our break times and our before and after show conversations. <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> it's kind of fun, actually. Um, thank you so much. And um, thanks for sharing a little bit of your journey. And uh, I know the work you're doing with Wounded Spirits is amazing. I just want to thank you for coming in today. Thank you. I appreciate being being brought in. Yeah. yeah. And let me come in. We're yeah. going to have to continue this conversation. There's Absolutely. so much more to come. We want to thank all of you for choosing to listen today. Thanking Jeff Meyer for coming in and talking about wounds and joy. And thanking Philip Elke for coming in to engineer today's program. Thanks so much, folks. Reminding you to live, share, and lead with joy. This is Deb McGregor. Have a great day. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.